morning, Bridge City Church, North Braddock. So good to be with you today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Listen, here we are in part four of Renewed, getting a new mindset, getting a new thought process of what God thinks of us. About um, a month ago, I had uh, the privilege of going to St. Thomas, uh, the Virgin Islands. I know it was a rough job, but somebody had to do it. I went and I was really, really nervous uh, upon arrival and probably not for the reason that you're thinking of. It wasn't because I was worried about not having enough sunscreen or not having the trip all planned out. It was because in St. Thomas, you drive on the left side of the road, not the right side. You see, for 40 years, I drove on the right side of the road. And all of a sudden, in a moment, I had to learn how to drive on the left side, which most of you think isn't a big deal. But I want to tell you, I was nervous. I was so nervous that my first two days, you weren't allowed to talk to me when I was driving. <laughs> For a high eye personality, that is a big deal. And so what happened was I was learning to drive on the left, and, and, and I was, it, was, it was nervous. It was like so anxiety producing. Because like every intersection I came up on, I had to think through how I'm going to make a right or a left. I had to think through every merge point. I had to think through how even driving through a parking lot was completely different. And, but I want to tell you that finally I was able, I mastered it after about three, four days. I could do it and allow people to talk to me. But it was still different. Because I had to process it through. And this is the same thing that happens in our lives when we want to have a renewed mindset. We're used to driving on a certain side of the road with our mind. And for years and years and years, we go a certain way in life. We think a certain way. Culture tells us what to do. Society tells us what to do. And when we come to Christ in Jesus, now we have to learn how to drive on the other side of the road. But what would happen if we as believers in Jesus Christ, if the people in this room, if every time we came up on an intersection of life, every time we were about to make a right turn or a left turn or a merge point, what would happen if we stopped and processed it through a renewed thinking rather than this is the way we've always done it? That's what a renewed mindset really is because when we come to Christ, when we, we're followers of Jesus Christ, we learn a new way to drive. We learn a new way to live and it's contrary to what the world tells us. It's totally different than any mindset we've ever had before. How many of you are ready to learn to drive on the left side of the road? Come on, anybody with me here? Come on, that's what this is really, really all about. So we're going to launch today looking at Ephesians chapter 4. Just, we're going to read a couple verses here, and then we're going to go to Ephesians 6. So here we are. We've been launching with these verses every week. If you did not have the opportunity to hear the messages leading up to this one, I urge you to go back on our website and listen to them all because they're life-changing, transforming messages that can affect every part of your life. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna read these two verses out loud. That means all of us together. Are you ready to read these verses together? Amen. Here we go. Let... Thank you. 
here it is, here it is. We need to renew our thoughts and attitudes. We need a sanctified reasoning because the, the humanistic reasoning that's in our culture and society and being taught everywhere you look around right now is contrary to a sanctified reasoning. And so we're learning to renew our thoughts according to what God says about us. And I don't know about you, but this verse communicates to me that I have been created to be like God. I am holy and I'm righteous. Come on, somebody. I know I may not look it right now, but I am. That's what God says about me. And that's what we're learning here. And that's what we're going for. And why is this message so, so important to me? And, and for those of you that have been around Bridge City Church for years now, you know that like every so many years, this, this theme comes up. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it's changed my life. See, I never want to forget 16 years ago when our marriage wasn't going so well. I never want to forget the moments when life wasn't working out and everything was going, going the opposite direction of God. I never want to forget the moment that I caught this concept that, that we're trying to communicate to you and it changed my life. It, it saved our marriage, and it changed my life. And, I, and I'm going to unashamedly say that this is one of the most vital messages, not this message that I'm giving to you now, but the concepts that we're giving you with a renewed mindset that you'll ever get in your whole life. Matter of fact, I'm convinced that most people who fall away from God and who don't complete their race in God, they fall away because they don't understand what we're communicating to you in this renewed series. I'm convinced that most people never get to the point where they're truly transformed from the inside out. They're only doing outside behaviors, trying to align with God, and really all we're doing is shame management rather than shame removal. And we're not removing things, we're just trying to manage our, our sin nature. God has not called me to manage my sin nature. He's created me to be completely whole and new. How about you? And so if I am passionate about this, I am passionate because I love you and I care about you and I care about this church. And in, in, in church, we gotta get this. As a matter of fact, if you give me one message to preach the rest of my life here on earth, this is it. Again, not this message that I'm teaching you right now, but this concept of what it means to be truly renewed because I am not a servant hoping to work myself way into being a child of God. I am a child of God who serves. And I am challenged in this to the core of my being. And there's two questions. There's two questions. You've heard these every single week. Two questions that will, will affect every single decision you make in your life. Who is God and who are you? Who is God and who are you? Will affect every decision you make in life. It will affect the college you go to. It will affect the jobs you take. It will affect the car you buy. It will affect the home where you live. It will affect the spouse you choose. It will affect everything. Right here. Well, how can you say that? Because where's the basis of this? The basis of this is in the first three chapters of the Bible in the book of Genesis. And in the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve had it made. 
And the, and the serpent showed up. And what did the serpent do? Did God really say? Did God really say this? Did God really say you're a child? Listen, listen, did God really say? And the devil is using the same strategy on you and me that he used back in the garden. He has no new tricks. Stop giving him so much credit. He's really not that bright. No, I'm, I'm being serious. Think about this. He was in heaven and he got thrown out of heaven. How stupid do you have to be to get thrown out of heaven? No, I'm serious. Think about this. It's like we give, the, we give the devil so much more credit than he's due. He wanted to be like God, and, and he was taunting Adam and Eve. Well, if you eat this fruit of this tree, you're going to become like God. You're going to have a different identity than the one God gave you. Am I speaking your language here? And so the same traps and schemes that the devil used in the garden are the same one he's using against you and me as followers of Jesus Christ. Are you tracking me? And that's why this is so important, and that's why we got to get this. So I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 6, and as you're going there, maybe um, on your phone in the Bible app, or you have the old-fashioned paper-style Bible, go ahead and open it there, Ephesians chapter 6. And I appreciate it. I see people taking notes, which blesses my heart. I just want to say how great it is to be at North Braddock today with you, Pastor John and Christine. As always, you guys are doing great. Um, come on, I just love Pastor John. Let's give him a big hand and um, thank you. And uh, we're one church in four locations, but we have one heart. There's a man with a heart of God and a heart, a son of the house, and that's, that's, a, that's good. And uh, just to show you what a team player he is, we team teach. That means we, we get together and we talk about the messages. Same message is being preached in four locations today. And... Um, and Pastor John put this message together even though he wasn't, he wasn't preaching today. Now, I'm saying that because that takes a team player and a humble person to put all that work in and then hand it off to somebody else. And, and you may not think that's a big deal, but it's a big deal. How would you like to do a big project at work and then hand it off to somebody else to present it? No, I'm, I'm being honest. And, and I'm saying that that's a secure person. That, that's a, a man of God that has a bigger picture in mind. That's not in it for themselves. Are you with me right now? Yes. See, that's what kind of campus pastor you got. That's what, that's what kind I want to entrust to. Come on, somebody. And um, so here we go. Here we go. I hope I can do this justice. Am I doing good so far? Okay, good deal. Here we go, Ephesians chapter 6, the apostle Paul's writing a final word. And you know what that means to a preacher. A final word means we got 20 more minutes. See, whenever a preacher says the final word, we're, flip the page. We're going to take more notes. Come on. He says, okay, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. There's a strategy. There's a scheme against your life. There's a method of organized evil doing that the enemy wants to do to you. There's a method of organized evil doing. That really, this word breaks apart to really mean there's an inquiry. The devil is inquiring who really belongs to God and who doesn't. Wow. Now, if you don't think there is, there is. Right now in our culture, in our society, 2021, there is a sifting going on. 
And so there's a scheme, a strategy, but there's this thing called, but you will be able, which combines power and willingness, strength and action. So there's two things that we learn from this first verse here. If we want to succeed, if we want to renew our mind, there needs to be a divine power and a personal responsibility. We need the divine power of God, but we need to take personal responsibility. You See, many people are trying to say, I think I can. I, I'm going to try harder. Come on, have you ever done that? Come on, I'm having bad thoughts. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do better. I'm going to try. I'm going to do. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Come on, are you with me? And then other people are like, well, God, if you would just help me. Well, God, you do all the work. Come on, how many of you ever taken a test in school? How many of you ever showed up for the test totally unprepared but believed God for a miracle? (laughs) I was really good at that. The divine power of God will cometh on me and give me the divine answers that I needeth. How many of y'all know you can do that so long but it don't work? Somewhere along, like I think if we would go back to like praying as we actually study, Now that will change your life. And I had to get to a point where I knew there was a test and a scheme and a strategy coming against me, but I need to prepare for it. I need to look ahead to it. Let's go to verse 12. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. I want to let you know that we are fighting a spiritual battle. And the enemy has done a good job in the church, I'm only speaking to Christians at this point, to get us to fight amongst one another so that we never really take on the evil forces that are trying to take us out. I want to prophesy to you today, and by the way, that worship set this morning was fire. Are you with me? Were you in the room with me? Everybody say fire. I want to tell you today that your spouse is not your enemy. Some of you need to write that down. Write it down. Say, I'm just look at your spouse and say, I'm trying. Your spouse is not your enemy, your boss is not your enemy, your bank accountant is not your enemy, and the bald tires on your car are not your enemy. And your pastor is not your enemy. Amen. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, like we, we, we want to ascribe enemies to everybody. That's the enemy, that's the enemy, that's the enemy. And we're giving up our identity in Christ and who is God. All these things are not our enemy. And our enemy is getting us to argue with one another and lies and deceptions and all these things in our lives. And and, and, and really the, the problem is up here. Can I suggest to you, I don't know what your problem is, but your problem isn't your problem. Whatever you think your problem is, most likely isn't your problem. It's we live in a fallen world with an enemy that hates us and is filling us with lies and deceptions and craziness. And we got to take on the enemy as a spiritual battle because that's what we are in. 
but we're not facing it that way. So how are we going to fight our battles? This is how I fight my battles. But unfortunately, most people really sing, this is how I hide my battles. This is how I hide my battles. Mm -mm. No, we're not going to hide them. This is how I fight them. Listen, the devil is a defeated foe. Jesus is seated above all rulers. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places with Jesus. Even though we're here right now, spiritually, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. And God will crush Satan under our feet. There's verses up there for each one of these. You can either take a picture or write them down. Leave that up there for a couple minutes, please, because I want you to get these. See, we are fighting. Most of us are trying to fight our spiritual battle of who we really are in Christ and who God really is in the natural with humanistic mental ascent rather than spiritual weapons. And so we're, instead of fighting from a place of victory, we think we're fighting for victory. Now, see, so you've got to get this. Because most people, Christians, live most of their lives thinking, I'm just going to try harder, and the devil's going to take me out, and this is going to happen, and that's going to happen. Wait a minute, I'm not trying to fight for the victory. I am in the victory because I am on the side of Jesus Christ. It's like showing up for the test, and you already have all the answers. And you didn't pay for them, Jesus did. No, I'm serious, but see, we think we're, oh, I'm going to fight the, the enemy's coming at me, and the enemy's this, and the enemy's that. No, I have the victory in Christ. I just need to prepare for that victory. And what would happen if every time the devil begins to lie to us and deceive us and come against us, if we would start fighting it from the place of, I am victorious in Christ? So eight, eight, like that's why we're here today. We're here today on the first day of the week to set our week in the right order. No, I'm serious. We're here on, this is the first day of the week. Most people think Monday is. No, Sunday's the first day of the week because we're putting our week in order so that my minds are going to follow the word of God and I'm going to follow what happens to me spiritually. But unfortunately, most of us prepare for our week. We prepare for the, uh, the enemy. Well, put it this way. We prepare for vacation a lot more than we prepare to fight the battle. We prepare for you know, uh, uh, where we're going to go out to eat a lot more than we prepare what we're eating spiritually. Most of us prepare what we're going to look like and dress like a lot more than we do spiritually. So when, when the Bible talks about putting on the garment of praise or put on your new nature that I've been created in Christ, we need to think about what we're putting on. Now, I want to let you know, I've been thinking about what I was going to wear today since Thursday. Now, some of you guys out there think that's a little effeminate. <laughs> your lack of thought shows. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> just a thought. I'm just kicking out thoughts. Just thoughts. Just random thoughts. I know. Don't share all the thoughts that you get. I know. 
I just slipped out. I'm sorry. No. See, Thursday I said, you know what? I said, when I wear these white shoes with these jeans and this shirt, I don't just feel good. I look good. Come on. And so like last night I got my jeans out. I laid them out so they wouldn't be wrinkly. I made sure this was like on the hanger just right. Made sure that my shoes look good. And it, let me tell you this. It could have been 15 degrees and snowing out. I was coming to church like this today. I'm just telling you that right now. Come on, how many of you got that outfit or that shirt or skirt or that, 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 that outfit that makes you look good? How many of y'all got one? Come on. Come on, you know you look good in that. Like if you're going to an interview, you're going to wear that, right? Because it makes you feel good. Or if you're going to maybe a big occasion, you're going to get dressed up, you wear that. You, that's your go-to. Come on. Yeah, I see, those, I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. And that's right because, but see, like, you, you, you got that. And that's what it's like preparing for the spiritual battle. You got to get in front of it and begin preparing because you know it's happening. And we got to put on the right thing. And you got to dress for success in the spirit. And so what if we flip the script on the enemy and said, no, I'm going to start preparing on the front end for what's going to happen. I'm going to start thinking upon every intersection because I'm driving on the left now. i got to think through in life, what is God saying to me? What does the word of God say? Who am I in Christ? See, this is why it's so important. It's preparation. It's all about preparation because we have a corporate assignment from heaven. We have a corporate assignment from heaven to do spiritual warfare in order that evil will be driven back. We have an assignment from heaven to push evil out. We're not here to to only do nice things. Although, let me tell you this, and I believe this is spiritual. I'm looking at the numbers of how many families have been served from this location since COVID started. I'm like, oh my goodness. What's the number? 6,667. You added one. We had to add one. Very good. Can you believe that? Like, listen, that's spiritual. That's spiritual. You should know that. But we're in a spiritual battle, church. So what are we going to do? Ephesians 6, 13. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. When is the time of evil? Somewhere between now and next Sunday is going to be a time of evil. You know it. Pastor, don't prophesy that to me. That's death. No, I just live in a crazy world. So sometime between now and the time you come back here, there's going to be a time of testing. So... You got to stand firm, stand your ground, put on the belt of truth. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole armor, although I think it's valid. I'm only going to talk about one piece. It's called the belt of truth, but really it talks about girding your loins, which means ready for action. Everybody say ready for action. action. That means when you leave here today, our job is to get you ready for action. 
Because there's an enemy that wants to take you out and plant deception and deceit and lies inside your head that God can't be trusted and you're no good. Is, is this, am I the only one here? Am I just preaching to myself? If I'm just preaching to myself, I will just, I'll just lay hands on my head and we'll just go home, you know, come on. Jesus, help him. No, I'm serious. There's a real world. So truth is the core of our being. What is truth? Jesus answered it in John 17, 17. Listen, your, your word is truth. So we are going to stand on the word of God because your word is truth. In righteousness, in the shield of faith, in the sword of the spirit, and all those other things that you can read about in Ephesians chapter 6 are all connected to the core. The core is the truth. Have you ever done core exercises? They're not sexy and they're not fun. They're not. I hurt my back years ago, and the first thing they, they, they got me doing is core exercises. I'm like, my core is not the problem, my back's the problem. And they said, no, your core is the problem. I said, no, my back's the problem. They said, no, your core is the problem. The core is the center part of your being. And you got to get your core stronger if you want to have a stronger body. And what God is doing right now with us as a church at Bridge City Church is God is strengthening our core, which has to go back to the truth. And we have to replace these lies with truth. And so that's why men, men, where's, where's the men out there? Yeah. <laughs> All the men say, me, <laughs> 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 man. <laughs> Wednesday night, Wednesday night, Woo! wing night. Come on. And I, I won't be here at North Braddock. All four locations are doing the, doing the same thing. Could you imagine how many wings we would need if we got all the guys in one place? But trust me, those chickens will not have died in vain. But guys, you gotta come out because you know why, men? We, we need the truth of what God says about us and we need one another right now. Am I speaking your language? So let me tell you this. Listen, guys, you gotta get there. Single, married, it doesn't matter. You gotta get there. You gotta be here because there's a strength of getting together on the word of God that is produced. And I'm inviting you out. We need this. How many of you wives out there really, really want your husbands to go? Okay, let me give you a word of the Lord. Stop nagging. And every guy said, huh? <laughs> Y'all good? I'm having fun today. No, I'm serious. Like, don't nag. Listen, if you want him to go, I'm going to give you a foolproof way to get him to go. Just say, baby, I want you to go to wing night. And when you get home, I'm waiting up for you. Trust me, he's going. Truth will set you free. Come on, somebody. Okay, back to the regular programming. Is this helping you today? How you doing, baby? Oh, 
<laughs> she said, I'm almost going to get this. I said, my time ain't up. A final word, yeah, in front of your sponsor. Listen, why, would, why do we need this? Um, why do we need any of this? Because we got stuff in our lives. Three weeks ago, I got done preaching the, one of the renewed messages, and, and I'm feeling good about it. And I shared with everybody, I deal a lot with insecurity and illegitimacy. And I'm, I, sometimes I just don't know who I am in Christ. And the devil taunts me sometimes that you're not good enough and, and, and you're never going to make it. And, and I, don't, I don't have time to share with you how I got there. All my life, people telling me you'll never amount to anything. And all my life, people telling me this stuff. And, 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 and I carried it with me. And every now and then, it crept creeps back into my life, and I just get done preaching, and I just get done saying that the lie is that you're not a child of God, and this is the truth, and this is my declaration, and I'm doing it every single day. I mean, I'm putting in the work here, and then something happens, and I am literally so dishonored and disrespected, and I couldn't believe it, and I'm, I'm to the core of my being, I'm like hurt. And I wanted to crawl into a shell, and I wanted to just say, you know, it's not worth it, and, and, and you're not going to make it, and, and, and nothing ever produces. And, and, and I couldn't because I said, I have to get out the Word of God and say, no, this Word works. And, 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 and I, I started quoting it, and God took me to Psalm 15, and I started reading Psalm 15 out loud, that I am a man of integrity, and I am a man of character, and I am a man of truthfulness, and I am a man of righteousness, and I will ascend into the holy hill of God. I can live in the sanctuary of God. Not because based on me, but based on what God says about me. And so I'm doing good. I'm still quoting every day out loud. I'm declaring promises on my life every single day. I'm putting in the work. I'm like, word of God, quoting it out loud. And I'm doing really good. And then yesterday happens. Did you ever have a yesterday? How many of you really like had just a month of yesterdays? And I'm, the, the whole thing crops up. You're disrespected, and you're not honored, and you're not the leader you should be. Listen, you think you're the only one that's going through it? Come on, do you think you're the only one? We're not. You're not. We all are. And I had to literally, I, and thank God, I, I, I went for a little ride, and I, thank God I'm cutting the grass. And I'm, I, my wife says, how you doing? I says, good thing I'm cutting the grass. Because I'm talking to myself. And like nobody can hear me. And that's good. How many of y'all have a conversation every now and then that's good? But at the end of it, I'm a child of God. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And God has not given me a spirit of fear in which I am a slave, but I have been given the spirit of a son in which I cry out, Abba, Father. See, You'll never get to the point where you don't have to keep fighting for who you are and fighting for who God is because the enemy wants to take out who is God and who are you. And yes, I may have insecurity and I may have illegitimacy and I may have hurts, but they will not define me. They will refine me into who God wants me to be. I'm going to turn my problem into a praise and I'm going to turn my burden into a blessing. 
And I'm going to fight with the word of God. And I'm going to out loud begin to proclaim and praise God. Is anybody with me here? See, I just, I got to put my praise on too. I do, I got to put my praise on. I just got to get my mind right. And if many of, many of us in, in, in our trials and our lies and our deceptions, if we would just get the right music on, I'm telling you, you could change everything. You got to get the right thing playing. And, and, and saying it out loud and declaring the word of God. This is what the word of God says about me. I am going to dress for success. Because when we say we had enough, God says he's enough. How many of you ever said, I had enough? Anybody ever say that? I've had enough. God says, he's enough. But when you plan and prepare, it's a lot better. I have this thing in my life right now. I, I'm, this is written on my goal sheet. I will only eat one cookie a day. Bless him, God. Yeah, pray for me. Now, you can't bank the days either. Now, special occasions, I can, I can jump off the wagon. But I only eat one. So I'm, I'm at a wedding last week. I'm at a wedding. And, and we sit there. And the cookie table's right here. The trap of the enemy is all over that table. I'm, so, I'm like, and there are people, it's covered, and they're reaching underneath and taking them. I don't know which one I'm going to get, but I'm going to get one. And then the person running the deal said, listen, when you go up to the cookie table, only take two of each kind. There were 13 different kinds. Ask me how I know. I counted. Plus cupcakes, plus a wedding cake. And after all, he said you could take two of each. That's 26. This is how my mind works. And so I'm justifying everything about the cookie table. I'm fixated on the cookie table. But I know in my heart, I came prepared to eat one. And so I walked over to that table and I took dominion over my thoughts. <laughs> and I prayed and God led me to the right one. And then I got a double portion, not two cookies. But my wife was willing to share half of hers for half of mine. So I got the taste of two different kinds, but only ate one. Bam! What I'm trying to tell you, if you'll go into this week and go into this day and go into it with a plan, you're going to have victory. Because too many of y'all are going to the buffet with no plans. Let me tell you this, buffets happen. The reason I don't go to buffets, because when you go to a buffet and you don't eat all you can eat, you got ripped off. Yeah, you can't leave money on the table like that. 
No, what I'm trying to say is spiritually, if you know the trap is coming, you know the scheme is coming, prepare for it. Y'all getting this? I have a final word, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 3, Colossians 3, here we go. Put on your new nature. Put on your new outfit. Dress, prepare with the word of God. War without, out loud and do it with somebody. And be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. How many of y'all are learning to, your, your creator, how many of y'all are learning to be like Jesus? Anybody here learning to be like Jesus? I am, I'm learning every day, I'm learning a little more. There's a, there's a war for it, but I'm, Jesus is winning the war because I'm fighting from a place of victory now. In this new life, it doesn't matter, catch this, catch this, if you are Jew or Greek, Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Put on your new nature in advance. Victory is yours. You've been created to be like God. But what's really at stake, track me here, the verses up on the screen. Are you, are you going to take an identity other than Christ? This is a hot button term in our culture right now. Everybody's identity. What do you identify as? What do you identify with? What if we stopped identifying as Jew and Gentile? What if we stopped identifying as black or white, Republican or Democrat, younger or older, poverty or rich? What if we stopped identifying as that and start identifying with Jesus Christ? What would happen if we all took on our new identity, which is Jesus Christ and him crucified? What would it look like? I think it would solve a lot of the problems in the church. Because all that matters is I'm going to put on Christ. We're all going to put on Christ. Are you with me? And we're going to put him on. And I'm going to allow him to define my life. That's the identity I want. And that's the identity I live for. Are you with me? What would happen if we said, I know who God is, but this is the test, who God is. And I will be found faithful when the devil tempts me and inquires of my soul. And I know who I am in Christ. And together, we are going to live our identities in Christ Jesus. If you've heard anything that's helpful or anything that's going to help you, help you in the next six days of your life, I want you to stand to your feet right now. If you've heard anything that's helpful, anything you can put into practice. I'm going to pray for the spirit that you're going to be proactive this week in your renewing of your thoughts and attitudes. Renew them on the front end. I'm only going to pick up my identity in Christ, which is that of a servant, which I will serve. I've been created to serve and lay my life down for this woman. That's what God has created me to do. And it doesn't matter what the rest of the world says about me. I know why I've been created. I know why I'm here to give a praise and honor and glory to God. That's what we're created to be, to push back evil and to make a way for God. Am I in the right place right now? So what we're going to do right now is we're going to go back to a couple songs that we sang earlier. And I just told them to feel the moment and they can go as long as they want till we get it. 
but we're going to worship God right now. And I'm going to surrender all of my stuff and all my identity to him. Are you ready to do that? Come on, are you ready? Come on, you can't, you can't do what you, you've always been doing and expect a different result. So maybe some of you need to run up front right now. You say, I'm not a run up front person. Well, you are today. See, I can't get you to move from back there up here. We're never going to move you on a missions trip. So maybe some of you just need to get out of your seat and go find a corner and just find a place. Where, no, I'm serious. Like, actually, right now, like, actually, like, step out and go for it. And some others just lifting up your hands and saying, God, I surrender. I've been holding on to my stuff. Come on, are you with me? Come on, begin to move right now. Come on, just begin to move. And begin to move your posture. Begin to move your arms. And, and God, I surrender to him. Come on, maybe you need to kneel down. Maybe you need to move out. Move over. Move out.